episode of Bad Movie Sunday. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. And today we're joined by one of our first guests we've had on here. If you listen to our podcast in order. remember way, way back, last month. <laughs> it's been a month already. Uh, we have Adva on today. Hello, hello. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now this episode is kind of special because it's... Post Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. we're we're late by a couple days, but we're still gonna deliver. So this is this is basically a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah, we couldn't get it exactly on the fourteenth, but you know it's a top that counts. Sunday, but yeah, it's a top that counts. How are your Valentine's days, guys? I didn't do shit. For Valentine's Day, but I did do something today after Valentine's Day. <gasps> I do this every day after Valentine's Day. I head down to the dollar store. Oh yes, <laughs> and get that discount chocolate. Oh yes, ooh, <laughs> I love that. That was basically what I did. The thing you should know about Ashley and I is that we're both horrendously single. <laughs> so this is like a yearly occurrence. But Adva, <gasps> yeah, what's I mean, the dirt? What's ooh, the tea? Spill uh, it. So I didn't do anything too special, just had dinner uh, okay. at night. Um, dinner at night? <laughs> with uh, my boyfriend. <gasps> Did you... Uh, what? <laughs> that's all, that's all, that's, uh, Wait, that's oh my god, story. that's so cute. How long have you been together? Uh, two years, actually. Oh my god. Yeah. You guys are serious. Pretty, pretty crazy, yeah. Oh it doesn't feel god. like two years. Oh my god, does he go to your university? He does. He even went to my high school. What? <laughs> we'll Wait, talk about this off. <laughs> we'll edit this out. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, but we only started dating at university. Oh, okay. So. Oh, man. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. It's been years. I'm glad you had fun on yeah. Valentine's Day. We're, um... We watched this dumbass movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we watched someone else have fun on Valentine's Day. Oh, well, kind well, of. Well, we watched someone else, like, bitch about Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah, for like an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> well, she did enjoy both Valentine's Days in the end, right? <laughs> you know what? That's true. That's so, true. We that's... watched her bitch every day of the year except Valentine's Day. <laughs> That's two better Valentine's Days than <laughs> Ashley and I have ever had. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she she deserved a good Valentine's Day, but... No, you know what? Okay, and we'll get into this later, but she was, like, the most unlikable rom-com MC that I've seen in a long time. Because usually they're, like, flat, which is better than what she was doing, which was being, like, psycho killer weird. <laughs> like, did you guys get that vibe? Her smile... Oh my god. That's like the smile you see like on the front page of a newspaper after you you hear about like some massacre. Like that's a little bit though. Yeah. Yeah, usually I feel like in these types of movies they're like quirky, nerdy types or like they have low self esteem. But she was the exact opposite. She was like overconfident. Yeah. She was the best. And then you wanted I don't know, her to get a relationship? I think that's what we were supposed to be rooting for? Yeah. I wasn't even paying attention to the movie, <laughs> so I don't even know what I wanted her to do except um, finish the movie. <laughs> I thought she was kidding about the whole, like, I'm the best stuff until, like, it got, like, a little bit more into the movie and she, yeah. like, kept it up the whole time. And I was like, well, I think she's serious. And if you don't know what movie we're talking about, we are talking about... The hit classic, I Hate Valentine's Day, which is uh, written, produced, directed 
by Nia Vardalos. Who's that, the main character, right? Who's the main character, and she also did My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which I haven't seen My Big Fat Greek Wedding, but everyone seemed to like it, so I had high hopes for this movie coming in. Were those <laughs> expectations met at all? No. Okay. No, and they were very low to begin with. Yes. <laughs> they were like an inch off the ground and she did, she couldn't reach. Same. <laughs> I, I recognized her from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Again, haven't Is seen my big fat- it. Greek. Oh, I was gonna ask you if it's good. Oh, I've, I have no clue. I've never seen it. Okay, none of us have I seen, it? Seen, okay, it. Of us have seen it. <laughs> Because the uh, John Corbett, who was the main guy in this movie, he was also in it, and apparently oh. <laughs> they had some kind of chemistry in that movie that they didn't bring over to this movie. Usually, don't they do like chemistry reads when they're casting people for a movie? Yeah, they do. Unless, like, maybe they just saw the two of them work together in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. They're Mm -hmm. like, you know what? These two, already a couple. Already work together. They're great. Bring them into this movie. And something happened, and it just didn't work this time. Yeah, I definitely agree that I don't think this movie would have been made if uh, Big (laughs) Fat Greek Wedding wasn't a huge hit. I think people saw, oh, this is going to be another huge hit because we got the same... Writer, producer, and actress, and actor. And so this should be a huge hit too. But if anyone had read the script with a, you know, critical eye, I'm sure they would yeah. have realized before it was made, it should not have been made. You would hope. <sighs> and, and the difference between those two is that uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding wasn't directed by her, but this one was. So I don't know, like maybe she had uh, too much on her plate, but off more than she could chew. Yeah, um, maybe that was like movie. a stress smile. She was just like stressed the whole movie, but so was I, to be fair. Same. <laughs> now, um, if you're new to this podcast, what we do here is, um, well, we do what we've been doing for the last month is we're going to roast this movie. We're going to toast it a bit. And we're going to have a lot of fun. We hope you enjoy. Yeah, and beware of spoilers because we're going to break it down. Scene by scene. And we're going to tear this bitch apart. (laughs) Now, as always, we have a specialty drink. And because it's Valentine's Day or post-Valentine's Day, the drink I chose today was the Strawberry Crush. Because a lot of people got crushes in this movie. Mm -hmm. And it's very simple. All you need to do is crush two strawberries in a glass, add three basil leaves, add one, one (laughs) zed. I think they mean ounce. Um, oh. <laughs> Stoli strawberry vodka and one ounce lemonade. Stir, add ice, garnish with basil. You're good to go, man. That sounds a delish. It looks delish. I'm looking at the picture and it looks like a very nice glass of Tropicana. Ooh, with a ooh. little With a little added something, you know? <laughs> basil, that's bad. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> Tropicana is like my top quality um, benchmark for what a good drink is, because I love a good glass of of Tropicana. Um, To go with that drink, we have a couple points for a little drinking game if you want to drink along. You don't have to drink our specialty drink, it's just something that goes along with the movie. You Mm -hmm. can drink water. That's healthy. (laughs) Flush yourself out. I do recommend something a little stronger than water for this movie. You know what, yeah, maybe not water. Just to get through it. (laughs) You may need it. (laughs) I wonder what she was drinking when she was uh, <laughs> acting and directing and producing. It must have been movie. something. Must have been something really strong. Do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. So, um, my first point is 
drink every time someone makes a joke and there's just a long uncomfortable <laughs> pause afterwards where nobody laughs that was me <laughs> um my first one is every time the main guy mentions the name of his tapas restaurant get on tapas it got so annoying every time he would fucking mention it <laughs> It was good the first time. I gotta give him that. Yeah. But after that, um... You just say it to everyone. Pass someone on the street. He's like, hey, I have a restaurant. It's called Get On Top Us. And then nobody would know what he was talking about. He would say, like, two or three or four more times. Like, get on top us. People are like, yeah, I don't get it. Get on top us. <laughs> top us. Yeah, no. Get on... Get... Okay, no. Let me say it. Get on top us. Um, No. Get on tapas? I mean, I guess. Get on tapas. Get oh, on, no. get on tapas. Get on tapas? Get on tapas. Get on tapas. Too painful. <laughs> I just relived the movie. <laughs> I was over here having war flashbacks right in front of me. Yeah, that was not good. Um, was that your first that point? That was my first point, yeah. Uh, what was your second? Was that literally <laughs> the only thing on your list? <laughs> um, every time... Okay, little point. I don't know, like, half the people's names. In this oh, movie. I have a list, but I don't know how helpful that'll be. Okay. Yep. The tapas guy? Greg. His friend. Paul. Cat. Oh, damn. Cal. Oh, Cal. that's good. Oh, nice. I don't get the tapas. Yeah, Ooh. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, every time the friend says some dumb shit, like, I just did. <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just every um, time he opens his mouth and you want to hit the worst. <laughs> oh, that's just every scene he's in. I have one more. It's whenever two people or more stare at each other for an awkward amount of time. <laughs> and just to like put a number on it, let's say over five seconds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, my last one is every time there's a shot of the two gay guys in the flower shop changing the decorations to show that time has passed. Oh, can I add one more? Yeah. At the beginning, Genevieve, the main girl, is talking to the flower delivery guy, the (laughs) married guy, and she calls them oops and oh no, the two gay guys. (laughs) So, because throughout the movie, I didn't know, I had to watch this twice. Thank you very much, guys. (laughs) Throughout the movie, whenever they're decorating something, one will go oops and the other will go oh no. So whenever they do that, but like, I didn't notice that at all. (laughs) It's it's when they're decorating, so you don't have to do that. That's an optional one. Oh, (laughs) damn. Yeah, I noticed it this time around and I'm like, okay. Okay. That's the most characterization they got, either yeah. of them. Oops and oh no. I don't really know what their real names are. Uh, nope, me neither. Before we get into the movie, we're going to give you a little bit of a summary from IMDb, just so you know what it's about. Yeah, so this one uh, says, A florist who abides by a strict five-date limit with any man finds herself wanting more with the new restaurateur in town. It's just like a typical rom-com. Yeah, that's like five different other rom-coms mixed together, but somehow worse. Hey, if you want to know what this movie is about, um, it's a rom-com. That's, about <laughs> it. that's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to break it down. Scene by scene. By scene. And beware spoilers, by the way, if you haven't gotten that from every other podcast we've done. Uh, we're going to go in-depth with the scenes. Not like there's really much to spoil with a rom-com like you know what's gonna happen like you know but beware spoilers just in case so we start off uh this movie with uh it being valentine's day which is all you need to know about this scene (laughs) 
There's a montage of a whole bunch of people like walking around New York, and I gotta talk about this first part. There's a guy walking into the street, and a cab almost hits him. Then I did not notice the hat. First of all, I was too appalled by the the color of the background they used over the over the credits, which was a bright red, and it looked like you they made it in in PowerPoint. Oh God. Or Movie Maker. I don't know why I said PowerPoint. It, it, this movie looks like if you made a movie using PowerPoint and did it frame by frame as a slideshow, it would look like this movie. But somehow it would come out better than this movie, I predict. Yeah, so there's this random extra who's walking around New York. On, he goes into the street and a cab almost hits him. And he like bangs on the hood of the car and he says that like classic line. I'm walking here. But not that. Oh. <laughs> he says something like, come on, I'm walking around. <laughs> but let's not get sued this time. Could you, like, mix it? It's like when you ask your friend, hey, can I borrow your homework, but I promise I'll change some things around. <laughs> I am walking around. That's um, so funny. And now we meet the main girl, Genevieve, who's the my big fat Greek wedding a lady. She walks out of her house. She's walking down the street to work where uh, she works in a flower shop. And she just, like, knows everyone that she sees. She passes, like, 25 people, and everyone's like, hey, Genevieve, and she's like, hey, got some shit for you, some for you. She just knows everyone. That this is like, New York. <laughs> Who, like, I i don't live in New York, but if I did, I wouldn't know more than two people. I live in the suburbs, and I don't know who my neighbors are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyone but you guys. <laughs> Everybody I know is literally in this room with me right now. But she knows, like, everyone on the street. And there's a store in front of her flower shop that says, like, one day to Valentine's Day or whatever. So they've been, like, counting down for a couple days. And this random dude comes up to her and is all like, I fucking hate Valentine's Day. Like, she invented it herself or something? <laughs> like, okay, take like, it up with the calendar like, committee. Like, I don't know. He's, like, ripping on her for it. He's like, Valentine's Day sucks. What is the point of Valentine's Day? And she's like, bitch, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> what is so passionate about it. Yeah. He's, like, making a slam poem on the street about why he hates <laughs> Valentine's Day. And she's just like, I just want to make some dough and get to work. So she's working in her flower shop. And this quote-unquote hot dude walks in. But he's, like, 45. And I personally wouldn't classify him as hot he but she goes crazy for him looks like a combination of five other actors <laughs> he looks like Kiefer Sutherland mixed with John Favreau mm -hmm. mixed with both of the leads from Hawaii 50 <laughs> mixed with John Corbett when he still had a soul oh my god you know what i can see all of that. It's like those, like, face morphers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just put them all together and you got the best of five worlds. He was really familiar and I looked him up. And apparently he's the dad from To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which is what I really? recognize. Yeah. He just has that generic white dad kind of vibe. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's not, like, stunning leading man. He's not, like, a George Clooney. He's just kind of... He's He's got enough charisma... To carry him through 40 years of life without much of a, of, of a worry. But once he steps foot onto a movie set, he's like the most 
<laughs> unmemorable guy there. Yeah. You know? Um, I saw this movie a couple days ago, and I can't remember what his face looks like. <laughs> like, I sort of can. When you mentioned those five actors, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but, like, he's just got a very generic face. You know, if I had to pick him out of a crowd... If he committed, if he shot my mom in front of me, (laughs) and I had to pick him out of a lineup next to Kiefer Sutherland, John Favreau, the two leads from Hawaii Five-0, and himself from five years ago, I don't think that I could. Mm -mm. I don't trust myself to get the right guy. You'd have to do it by, like, you know what they did in Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Where they're, like, Tell me why (laughs) ain't nothing but a (laughs) He walks in to the flower shop. Um, and our main girl immediately has a massive strawberry crush. <laughs> nice! Ooh, callback. And also, the, her two gay assistants at the flower shop that work with her, and their only kind of quirk is that they're gay, and we know literally nothing else about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so, about as much character development as either of them get, as you said before. Super developed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the guy comes in, and she's like, oh my god, I gotta get with this dude. I gotta get me a piece of that big old dad. <laughs> Not, no, 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 don't get me wrong. Not daddy. Dad. Mm-hmm. And he comes in, and he starts talking to her, and he's like, yo, I need to pick up some flowers for my girlfriend. And she's like, oh, your girlfriend? Cool, 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 cool. No, 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 no. <laughs> Like, bitch, he's walking into a flower shop what? the day what? before Valentine's Day? <laughs> what? here to buy. Was he just browsing? He I likes need, the colors? <laughs> listen, I need a sign made for my new tapas restaurant. Do you guys do that here? I need some chairs and some tape. Do you, can I just take this one? Do you guys do that? Is this one on sale right here? Hey, you know, like, I'm running this restaurant, like, right next to this, and I don't have a cash register. Y'all have a cash register? I need a cash register? Works out. I was looking to invest in some new khakis. <laughs> Because my cable guy is coming over tomorrow, and I don't want him to feel awkward being the only one wearing khakis <laughs> during the situation. Um, do you guys sell that here? Mm-hmm. Do you do that? Do you do ca- I'm like a I'm like a large. I'm like a thirty two. Do you do that here? Like why else would he be in a She is shook at this <laughs> development. Because immediately after he says that, he tells her he's on shaky ground with his girlfriend. And then proceeds to tell Genevieve, like, his whole life story after that. Yeah. He's like, growing up, back in wherever. Like, bitch! He's like, (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I was watching, do you guys watch Daredevil the show? Yes. So, do you? I've watched the first two episodes. I was watching the, the newest season, and no spoilers, but whenever Wilson Fisk is on screen and someone asks him, like, a, a yes or no question, like, do you understand, Mr. Fisk? He'll be like, when I was a boy, <laughs> I've gone through so much to get here. And he'll go on for, like, 45 minutes, and the person will be like, I forgot what question I even asked you. Loki, he does that the first two seasons, too, though. Just, like, every scene. He then people are like, hey, Mr. Fisk, I got you these fucking... What are those called? The guys? Cufflinks. Cufflinks? I was like, cuff clips? (laughs) Every night when I go to bed, I wonder if I'm a good man or not. Like, Kate, I'll just put them here. (laughs) Like, I'll just leave them and you can get to them 
whatever. Hey, Mr. Fisk, can you uh, sign this check? I've been your bodyguard for, for 15 years. Um, I'm just wondering if I could pay off my mortgage this month. Mr. Fisk is like, you know, <laughs> I always thought to myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells his whole fucking life story. That's great. So basically, he tells her that his girlfriend is like a flight attendant, so she travels a lot, blah, 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 whatever, his whole Wilson Fisk life story. <laughs> um, and then Genevieve's like, you should totally go put these flowers in her empty apartment to surprise her. And she has that little look in her eye where she's like doing some devilish <laughs> thing where she's like, I'm going to break them up. <laughs> um, and by the way, he said that he went out with this girl for like two months. And he also said that she's not home. Is he going to have a key to her empty apartment after they've been going out for two months? Ooh. Huh, mm. Genevieve. <laughs> Think that over again. He's got to break in through yeah. the window. It's like, yeah, I got these flowers. But I also smashed your window. <laughs> so I think it evens out. Mm. <laughs> like, I'm no expert or mathematician. I don't know how much a window costs. But I think it does even out. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you so much. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking one flower bouquet equals... One, one broken window. <laughs> also, your cat escaped out of that window, so like, ah, I don't know what that's about. So Genevieve tells him to go break into his girlfriend's apartment and leave a thing of flowers there. And the dude's like, true? Sounds good. He does that. And turns out his girlfriend wasn't traveling at all. She was, like, <laughs> cheating on him or whatever. Yeah, which Genevieve knew, like, immediately as soon as he said. Which, like, what? all he said was, my girlfriend's a flight attendant, so she travels a lot. And Genevieve was like, That oh, sounds fake. That means <laughs> Like, you know how many Wait. flight attendants there are in the world? You just say, oh, my girlfriend's a flight attendant, and... I don't that think that's a means. job, actually. I think she's <laughs> cheating on you. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, that was rude. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she seems like she knows a lot about romance in this apparently great idea mm-hmm. of telling him to go into the apartment. And later on in the movie, I have a problem with because she doesn't have any ideas suddenly. <laughs> but you know, she had a great idea, supposedly great idea. <laughs> At the very beginning of the movie. She only has great bad ideas. Yeah. <laughs> like, when, when she wants to break someone up, she's, like, all for it. She mm-hmm. She's, like, writing a list. She's checking it twice. When it comes to, like, actual love, she's like, oh, shit. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, same. <laughs> about the second part. Don't know anything about breaking people up I mean, same. Either. I've never been loved in my life. <laughs> so, but we don't have to talk about that. Um... <laughs> We don't have to talk about our sad backstories. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, I never received any love from my family. Getting a little too deep here. Wow. Um, no, it's okay. I was just <laughs> being Wilson Fisk. <laughs> I mean, she has this awkward laugh throughout the movie. Oh, oh like, my. Ah. And this like weird ass smile that looks like she's going oh, it's like, very painful. come out of the, the TV screen, <laughs> ring style and stab me in the throat. I think the problem is that because she was her own director, which works for some actors, mm-hmm. but maybe not for her, because she didn't have anyone telling her, hey, you look like a psycho, maybe she's only a bat, because she was her own director. And she was her own writer. So she was like, you know, in my vision, I looked like a psycho. And there's no one there to dispute that. <laughs> like, the director, like, she is the director, and the writer can't be like, that's not what I had on paper, because she is the writer. <laughs> So, you know, she could have done whatever, and people just had to go around, and she was writing their checks, too. Yeah, that's right. Because she was also a producer. But, 
much. She's got her fingers in a lot of pies in this movie, mm-hmm. which isn't, you know, a, a good thing for us, the audience. <laughs> uh, maybe it is for us, because we get to talk about it. Oh, you know what? But also not a good thing, because we had to watch it. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Can I just also mention that before he even comes into the shop, one of the gay guys is like, how are my eyebrows? Oh, I'm sorry. When I said that their only uh, quirk was being gay... I lied. One of them is also obsessed with his eyebrows, and that's literally all we know about him. Thank you. He was like, how are my eyebrows? And she spritzes him with like a, just like, you know when your cat is being bad and you gotta spritz them in the nose with like a water thing? Yeah. Um, so she spritzes his eyebrows, and he's like, how do they look now? And she's like, great. But they look the fucking same. <laughs> this annoyed me so much because she did it like, I think twice in this movie. It would have taken... of a second to, like, mess up his eyebrows beforehand, spritz him, maybe, like, smooth him down a little bit, and then be like, yeah, okay, they look great now. Yeah. But they look the same. same. So that's fine. (laughs) Uh, Later, Genevieve goes and meets up with some friends at a diner, uh, one of which is Joe Magdaniello from... Who? From Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's Adrian. Oh, Adrian Pimento? Yeah. Um, I thought his name was Jason Manzoukas. What? <laughs> this cannot be another his, person his, that I think is a different his person. Name, listen, I know this because I listened to his bad movie podcast. <laughs> Not that I'm promoing it. I kind of am. It's called Why Did This Get Made? And that's what I'm asking myself about this movie. His name is Jason Manzukis, right? Look, look at my screen here. Look. <laughs> this Ashley, look at my screen here. <laughs> his name is Joe Machiavelli. Who is Joe? <laughs> Who is that? Let me pull up. Oh, <laughs> girl. I'm thinking okay. of the guy that plays. First of all, this guy looks like he was a former Backstreet Boy. <laughs> Adrian Pimento looks like he crawled out of a dumpster. And I say that with all the respect in the world because I love him as an actor. But he's typecast in that kind of role a lot. <laughs> Wait, okay. Show me a picture of Brooklyn Nine-Nine guy and I'll... I don't... This is the part of the podcast where we show each other pictures. <laughs> which is not <laughs> a great bit, but I really need to get to the bottom of this. They oh don't God. even look similar! They're the same. Look at this guy. Look at that guy. They're the same person. Okay, okay, okay. Jason Mantzoukas is like... Wait, these are if, the same people. They are, thank you! Wait, Wait, they no. literally are! Yeah, you literally I'm on the wrong picture! Okay. Jason Mantzoukas looks like if Joe What's-His-Face grew a beard and cut his hair. I mean, and grew his hair. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> okay, I see the similarity. He's framed by hair, Ashley. <laughs> This guy has, like, a little stud stubble, but this guy is framed by hair. He's got a wild mane. He's, like, from The Lion King, the production. <laughs> I can't believe we're Wait, having this so argument again. which one is in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that guy is, but I, I know this guy him. was in this movie. I'm fucking face blind. This happened in Zoom the last time <laughs> we were here with Tim Allen and, and Chuck Norris. <laughs> I can't believe we have to talk about this every single time we see each other. Oh my god. I'm thinking of the guy that played Deathstroke in whatever DC movie he played Doesn't Deathstroke Doesn't he wear in. a mask? Yeah, well, he <laughs> took off his mask. <laughs> Where, like, the ending scene, they show Deathstroke and it was Joe Magnaniello. And I was like, oh hey, it's that guy from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? How old is, is that guy? This could be like a Pokemon evolution. <laughs> Joe Maganiello is 42 years old. Okay, Jason Manzoukas is 46. So, like, he's like the evolved version of Joe Maganiello. <laughs> so, four years, he'll have a beard and a mane. Yes. yes. Wow, I can't believe we had to go through this again. I am <laughs> sorry. This is like a weekly occurrence on this show. <laughs> wow, okay. So I wasn't expecting that. It's, it's this guy that's in this What's movie. What's his name again? Jason Manzoukas. Okay. Yeah. That's the guy in this movie. Yeah. Not Deathstroke. No. Got it. <laughs> okay, because I think I have him down as Joe Maganiello every time. So that's fine. That's same fine. thing happened in Joe, Zoom. Jason, like same thing, really. Literally, my notes for Zoom. Every time we talked about the main character, I was like, "Oh, Chuck Norris does this." Uh, <sighs> moving on. Yeah. So she meets up with not Deathstroke guy mm-hmm. uh, and some other friends, um, and they're all talking about what they're gonna do for Valentine's Day, and they're all basically like the worst at dating. <laughs> And, like, super creepy. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, we know where she gets her love advice from. Yeah. Or gives it. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're all so creepy. So she's the <gasps> best guess. of all of them. For sure. <laughs> kind of, yeah. She's the best. So they all, like, praise her, how good at dating advice she is. But, like, the best is, like, not great still. <laughs> yeah. Give me five minutes. Not five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be blowing my nose. So while you were off blowing your nose at yeah. you, Adva found out something Yeah. about the gay guys. Oh my god, what? Their names are Phil and Bob. Who's who? Who's the eyebrow oh. guy and who's the miscellaneous Oh, Bob guy? is the eyebrow guy. Oh. That's pretty easy. Okay. You have these, like, indistinguishable characters that their only aspect about their character is that they're, that they're gay. gay. And you name them Bill and Bob, the whitest names <laughs> that you could confuse for each other? Like... Also, here's my issue. She has two groups of friends in this movie. She has Bill and Bob, but she also has those friends that she sees in the sandwich shop. <laughs> yeah. How about, like, because all of them are basically useless. Why, in the in the script, why didn't she just combine them into either the two fully developed gay guys or the three weirdos that she hangs out in the shop with? Yeah. You know, like, they could have put some meat on their characterized bones, but uh, they or didn't. characterize Because, yeah. like, she meets up with each of them, like, a couple times. And she has, like, what, like, five or six friends or whatever, yeah. including the gay guys. But they all have, like, a little bit of screen time. Where like, if you could just combine them and give each of them more screen time, you could develop them more and give them more get, character. Like, a glimpse into what they could be. Yeah. Like, they're not fleshed out at all. But if, if you did combine them, then they probably would be a little bit easier to tolerate, let's say. Mm-hmm. I think the problem with combining them, though, would be that I assume the gay guys are in a relationship together. I assume so. I don't know. So if I they... was trying to figure that out the whole movie. <laughs> I thought they were just Oh, they're Friends. not. <laughs> they were also. I, I don't. You know, know. what? Oh, I don't know right. anything about this. Because if they are in a relationship, then you can't combine them. Because then they would be the happiest, like in a relationship, and then she wouldn't be the best at relationships. 
Because uh, right, because all they terrible. would be better than her. Yeah. The only uh, reason <laughs> I thought they weren't together is that they could have helped her somehow. <laughs> if they were, like they could have given her advice or something. So I assume they were both also single. Yeah. Okay. Just for that um, <laughs> reason, I don't really know what what was going on with them, which is why I would have liked to either see more of them or not at all. You mm-hmm. know. Agreed. Agreed. So it's actually Valentine's Day now, um, and Genevieve is walking to work again, and she's, like, handing out candy to all of her billion friends that she knows <laughs> on the street. <laughs> and then, like, there's she's, a... She's, like, rich if she's buying the candy before Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's That shit expensive. You can buy val- you can buy candy <laughs> on the day sale. after Valentine's Day. On sale. Dollarama. Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, which is what we do here. Yeah. And there's we like spare a, no expense. <laughs> there's a mob of men around her flower store trying to buy uh, last minute flowers for their significant others. But was it just me? Maybe it wasn't. But I went back and I rewatched this scene like three or four times because one of the extras that's like one of the mob people trying to get into the store, like, I need to buy flowers for my girlfriend, is one of the gay guys that works there. Like, was they just trying maybe, to get into the store? Maybe they just didn't have enough extra. That's what <laughs> I thought. <laughs> I don't, I didn't notice that. Eyebrow or other? Oh, I don't know. I think it was eyebrow. Okay. That's surprising, because I thought this was a pretty big budget movie. Like, they had some all-star <laughs> cast, I big guess. Big budget enough. Yeah. It was supposed to be a hit. Um, <laughs> oh, well, wait. To go back to the the previous scene when they're all in the sandwich shop and her friends are asking for advice, she talks about her five-date rule, mm. which is like a big thing in this movie. And she's going over what each of the dates should have. So date number one, breathless flirting. Date number two, tummy flip-flops. Date number three, adventurous date. Date number four, fun and fabulous. And date number five should be the best date, but it's also when they say goodbye and never see each other again. Now, I have a couple of questions about her methodology vis-a-vis dates. Mm. The first of which is, how do you plan for tummy flip-flops? Well, she put that all on the guy to do. Right. Oh my god, yeah, that's true. That's- she, she didn't plan any of the dates I don't think she's ever been on. She doesn't seem like a very... Uh, Progressive. <laughs> yeah. She's not the one she asking just... them out on the date. She's waiting to be wooed. Yeah, but I, I thought it was just... That's a lot of pressure to put on someone for a second date. It's like, yo, make my tummy flip-flop. Yeah. Do it right now. <laughs> Go, I'm waiting. Maybe like a roller coaster? Oh. Right? Is that like a good tummy That's flip-flop? like a, I'm gonna throw up flip-flop. That's but... the best kind. <laughs> what if he buys her flip-flops? <laughs> For her feet. <laughs> but then he puts them on, on her tummy. <laughs> you know what? Technically, oh. all she said was tummy flip-flops. So she's going to get what she's going to get. Yeah. There was no other indication of what exactly she wanted there. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could, like, sneeze on her, get her sick. Ooh, tummy oh flip-flops <laughs> as in, I'm feeling kind of nauseous right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need some Pepto for these tummy flip-flops. What were the other ones? Uh, first one was... Oh, sorry, that, that is breathful. We need breathless. I can't breathe. <laughs> so we got marathon running for the first one. Yes. We have um, going to Payless, getting those tummy flip-flops. Third one is an adventurous date. Now, what would you guys, if someone were to take you out on an adventurous date, where would you want them 
to take you. Oh, man. Um, Adam's boyfriend better be listening to this <laughs> one. <laughs> um, I guess somewhere nature-y. Oh, like hiking? But hiking is kind of adventurous. Okay. Mm-hmm. Somewhere uh-huh. unknown. Somewhere I haven't been before, but then that's hard if you've only seen them twice. Yeah, because this you is don't the know first where they've date. Been. I don't want someone I've known for two dates to take me into the yeah. woods. <laughs> that, that is, yeah, not yeah. for a third date, I don't think. Adventure <laughs> date, maybe uh, going to a carnival. Hmm. That's very adventurous. <laughs> I said it. And I realized, huh? Anything that takes me out of my own house is considered adventurous. <laughs> and then my first thought was, I haven't been to a carnival in a while. That is adventurous. I've never been either. Okay. Sounds uh, good. There's not a lot of adventure in like walking past the same booths four or five times. But you know I'm what? Like, thinking like, hey, should we play this? And then being like... I don't have a lot of cash on me. I'm more of a debit kind of person. <laughs> so it's like you already went on a roller coaster for that flip-flop date. <laughs> okay, what's uh, number four, fun and fabulous? What could someone possibly do to take you out where you would come to me and say, Amy, I just went on the most fun and fabulous date? So fun and fabulous to me sounds like some kind of shopping spree. Okay. I, I agree with that. But I was thinking fun and fabulous is how I would describe an outing with my friends. You know, yeah, not right. with my right. my significant other. So, yeah, if I went out shopping with my girlfriends, uh-huh. I would say, oh, it's so fun and fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wouldn't say that. That sounds wrong. <laughs> what situation could possibly make you say the word fabulous when describing it? Like, I can't think of anything that... Fabulous. Like, maybe if you were watching like High School Musical 2. Extra shit, High School you know? Musical 2 is fabulous. <laughs> because there's that whole song. True. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. That maybe. is my simple request. <laughs> when I was, like, oh, I don't remember how old. In elementary school, I was, like, super obsessed with High School Musical. So my oh, dad wow. took oh, me to High wow. School Musical, the musical. <laughs> sorry, wait, uh, sorry, what? <laughs> it was, like, a stage projection. It was kind of... Fabulous. What the fuck? I'm sorry. (laughs) Was it our middle school's production of High School Musical? I forgot about that. Our middle school put on a high school musical as a play. I'm so jealous. What did you guys do? We did. I know. We only had a musical one year. It was Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, but. What? That's like like a real Broadway classic. I'm so jealous of your middle school. (laughs) See, that would be fabulous. Taking me to see High School Musical 2, the musical, mm-hmm. I think. That's a good fourth date. That's a good fourth date. <laughs> we got now, a good lineup so far. Wait, what do we have so far? Breathless flirting, marathon running. Yeah. Tummy flip-flops, going to Payless, but also going on a roller coaster. <laughs> Adventurous Wearing those date. flip-flops on your tummy <gasps> on the roller coaster. Oh, it's Remember like a game. Dangerous. Can you keep um, them on? <laughs> <laughs> duct tape on <laughs> Oh, man. Wait, if well, they fly uh, off, <laughs> that's the end of the date. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> I love that. Um, adventurous date. What was that? The carnival? Okay, and then Fun and Fabulous is going to see High School Musical 2 the musical. Now we need one more. We need the closer. Oof. Best date, but you also gotta say goodbye. 
That's that's hard to do like quote unquote the best date. But ever. also have the knowledge that you're gonna break up with a person. Yeah. Like you don't wanna have so much fun that you wanna be with them. Well, I mean not to her at least. Yeah, but you also don't wanna not have fun because then you wasted five dates. And it's gotta be the best date ever. Yeah. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of pressure. Yeah. Like I thought it was the tummy flip flops was pressure, <laughs> but hey, give me the best date of my fucking life. <laughs> Maybe maybe you gotta combine all of them into one super mega date, you know? Like all you of the go, ones we we had. So, oh, you know you what? Wanna, That's not bad because it's commemorating yes. the five date relationship while also saying goodbye. You're at a carnival. Okay. You run a marathon to a carnival. Okay. Where you go on a roller coaster on, with, with flip flops. Yeah. What was our number four? Uh, Fun and Fabulous. Uh, you see musical, high school <gasps> musical. You're on the oh, roller coaster. You're listening to high school musical. Oh, that's good, that's good. You're singing, but you're also screaming <laughs> as you descend down the roller coaster. And then, only if you can keep. This is the ultimate, right? Yes. Only, this is for all the dates. Only if you can keep the flip-flops on your tummy do you get a sixth. Date. Ooh, and possibly a relationship. Date. Ooh, yeah. But you got to keep them on, and it's not just a roller coaster. The roller coaster was something else. But after the roller coaster, you got to go on that. I have no idea what it's called, but it looks like a a big boat thing, and there are no straps, and it's just like a pendulum, like <laughs> swinging back and forth, and it's pure madness. And you're not strapped into anything, but if you can keep those flip flops on your tummy without touching them with your hands, no point of contact with your hands. If you could just clench and have your abs grip them so tight, then you get a sixth thing. Oh damn! <laughs> wow, you gotta be oh, crazy. <laughs> These are feats of strength. You gotta weed out the weak. These are the five trials to find out if you are good enough for a sixth date. <laughs> this is like the Hunger Games. <laughs> These are the games. The Hunger Dates. <gasps> oh my god, guys, did I just come up with a new reality show? Yes. The Hunger Dates. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wow, you guys are gonna get really good dates after this, <laughs> I think. Either they will die or we'll get married. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I gotta call up, I don't know, TLC? Who does, uh, reality? Who does, like, The Bachelor? Like, what network is that on? I have no I have to call them up. First of all, I have to call them up for The Hunger Dates. Yes. Which is, like, basically a battle royale for my affections. Mm -hmm. But also, remember I had this idea when we were talking about Love Island, which is another reality show, and it's too heterosexual, <laughs> even for Ashley. Which, it must be very heterosexual. <laughs> so I was thinking, why not improve Love Island and make it Love Byland? Where everybody on the island is by. <laughs> yeah. And Love you Island. never know who's going to couple up with who. Yeah. There's no, this time it's girls picking guys or guys picking... It's like everybody for everybody. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows who's going to fall in love with who? Mm. Love Byland, The Hunger Dates. I'm going to be like... A network reality show mogul. Like, I'm gonna have so many. I'm just gonna have my own channel, and it's gonna be enough to buy the rights to this movie and destroy all copies of it. <laughs> I think. I think that's my ultimate goal. That's a good plan. Also, you know, find love. Whatever. <laughs> Fuck that. I just <laughs> need some, need some stone cold cash to buy this movie out. Also, I have a note that the next scene, she's on a date with the hot guy. Oh, it's a different hot guy. Never mind. Sorry. 
I was like, how did that happen? Never mind. Okay. I got it. This guy's really creepy. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Well, to be fair, she's also really creepy yeah, on yeah. this day. Maybe that's why they both they swipe right. They flock to each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the next scene, Genevieve is on a date with a, a hot guy. And was he hot? I didn't really notice him. I, a guy. Okay. <laughs> and he seems super into her, but, like, it also seems like it didn't go well. It was kind of a confusing scene, because I couldn't tell if they were into each other or not. And then we never see him again, so it doesn't really matter, Yeah. Right? So it seems like she just does this, uh, go on a date with a guy, and then never call them again. Yeah. Thing. Five dates at most. I guess he didn't get past the breathless flirting stage of the quote-unquote relationship. too in control of his own voice. I th- yeah, I think so. I think he breathes too much. <laughs> much like we do on this pod. It takes us like two hours to get rid of seven minutes of breathing. Just... <sighs> We're just like dragons. Just like breathing into the mic. <sighs> they were sitting in a restaurant, so I don't know how he could have thought that would have been breathless. So, yeah. fault on him. Does she, does she tell these guys, like... For the first date, I want breathless flirting. Or does she expect them to read her mind and deliver? Oh, I thought she told them. Because she does tell, like, our main actor. She tells yeah. him because, you know, they're they're talking about how they're both single, right? But I don't know if she tells the regular oh. dates. I guess not, because... Well, well, no one would think of that on their own, to be like, date two, tummy flip-flops this time. How could they think of that on their own? On her date with the hot guy, she does say she does want a relationship. So I assumed that she would eventually talk about the five dates. She does want a relationship? She doesn't. Oh, did I say oh. <laughs> I got really confused. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. She talks about how she doesn't want a relationship. So I assumed eventually she talks about the five date thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the alternative is she waits for someone to read her mind and take her out on these five perfect dates and then immediately leave them. <laughs> That's cruel. So I guess uh, not a lot of people get past the first date. <laughs> yeah, not enough people take her on that marathon run. And then um, after that, Greg, the main guy, is talking to... Greg? The main guy! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Greg is talking to his asshole friend Ugh. who's like a... Lo- they want- okay, let me just make sure I have the backstory straight. They went to law school together, but now Greg has his own tapas bar, and the friend is still a lawyer. Is that right? Yes. I guess. And one of them saved one of them's life at one point. At camp. Oh, so, okay. So they knew each other when they were kids, and then they both went Me. to law school, and now they're still friends. Even though this guy's like a total asshole, yeah. he doesn't listen to a word Greg says. Greg's like... I don't know how to play this game with the girls. And then his asshole friend who's on the phone all the time is like, no, man, there's no game tonight. Uh, and at one point he asked him, why am I still friends with you? And I'm like, Greg, I'm wondering the same thing. Same. <laughs> I think they're really mean to men in this movie. They're just really mean to men. There isn't one good man on this whole show. Like, yeah, every one of them doesn't want a relationship and doesn't know how to do anything romantic. Even mm-hmm. even the married guy. Even the married guy. Each one of them is like dumb. She dumb asked She asked him at the end like is it worth it to like be married and be in love and he's like 
so like it's Valentine's Day and my wife was making pancakes and the kids were like throwing up on the floor and then when she turned around I wrote happy Valentine's Day on the pancake in syrup and she's like okay <laughs> so like is that a, is that a yes and he's like I mean yeah I guess so and that's like yeah the most romantic romantic <laughs> romantic thing it um, just kind of seemed like everyone in this movie didn't want to be in a relationship, including her. Even the guy that was married was like, yeah, like, whatever. But yeah. she was wrong, of course. <laughs> Everyone must be in a relationship. <laughs> yes. She saw the error of her ways. So the guy from the flower shop uh, from the beginning, tapas guy Greg. Greg. Um, his tapas store, get on tapas. <laughs> oh my god, take a shot. It's <laughs> still being built. Like, the walls aren't even done. This is, like, a month later, though. And it looks the same as when he first bought it. So, like, get your shit together, Greg. Yeah, this bar is not gonna build itself. <laughs> also, there's this whole thing about the tapas bar, the location. It used to be a pizza place, and before that, it used to be some other kind of restaurant. And apparently, it's cursed. And everybody who lives in the area knows that it's cursed. And whoever buys that restaurant, they're gonna go out of business real soon. So, when he's talking to one of Genevieve's friends, uh, one of the friends says, you know, that place is cursed. And he doesn't explain what the curse is, but uh, Greg goes, I'm gonna beat that curse. <laughs> Which, like, it could be haunted. <laughs> you don't know that. Like, maybe ask for some detail when someone tells you something is cursed. That's what the movie The Mummy is about. <laughs> And it's also what the movie The Mummy 2, The Mummy Returns, is about. It's also what The Mummy 3 is about. The weird one that took place in China for some reason. <laughs> it's Enchantress from Suicide Squad's whole deal. Yeah. It's also what that new Tom Cruise reboot, The Mummy, was about. I'm assuming I never saw it. Any mummy ever is just cursed. And people have been warned, hey, that mummy's cursed. You can't just go like, yeah, go and beat that curse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume that's what they do in the movies. I mean, he has it at the end, but it's only been like a week in, so we don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, the curse is kind of a weird thing to put into the movie because it doesn't it's, ever get... It's just like a throwaway line, but I really want to know more about it. What if there was a guy? Can I just... Can I just what if there was a ghost, hypothetically? It was cursed in that way, not mm. in, oh, you're going to go out of business. Ah, boring, boring. <laughs> um, it's cursed as in there's a ghost, okay? Scooby-Doo style. He's a friendly ghost, Casper. And he somehow possesses Greg, helps him be the romantic he's always wanted Ooh. to be. Woo, Genevieve! And then at the end, after these five dates... The ghost is like, my work here is done, and he unpossesses Greg, and Greg is left as incompetent he was <laughs> at the beginning, and Genevieve is left to pick up the pieces of their relationship, because she's like, what happened to you? Because she doesn't know he was possessed by a ghost. Uh-huh. Does he know? Does he know that any of that time passed? Or is he just like... What if he just blacks out? Oh my god. He, it's like the day right before his, his restaurant opening. He blacks out. He wakes up. The restaurant has been open for a month. He wants to find answers. Genevieve comes up to him. She's like, hey, sweetie. He's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> she's like, you don't know me? He's like, oh yeah, you sold me flowers and broke up my relationship. And she's like, but we're in a relationship. And then, and then it zooms in on her creepy smile and he's like, what the fuck? And then he goes, possess 
me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, maybe she was possessed too, and that's why she has that creepy demon grin. <gasps> maybe this whole movie, oh. there's no humans in it. It's just demons and ghosts possessing the people. And then at the end of the movie, they all leave because that curse was broken. What if, what if, what if, take it, let's take it a step further. What if he's a ghost? He gets possessed by his restaurant ghost. She's a robot, but Ooh. in like a synthetic human skin. Okay, let's not question. Mm-hmm. She's a robot. He's a ghost. They fall in love. Robots can't love. <laughs> what is this? But she learns how to. He goes past all of her programming. And then she goes past his ghostliness. Because he's a ghost, right? <laughs> I'm getting really into He's a ghost. He needs to complete one final task before he can move on to the afterlife. That one final task is to fall in love. He's never been in love. <laughs> He's like Wilson Fisk. I've never had love as a child, and now I've always wanted love. So he wants love. So when he falls in love as a ghost to the robot girl, (laughs) he gets to move on, and she gets to know what love is. I feel like we would talk about that movie on this podcast. I mean, he probably beat this movie, but um, it's an interesting one. (laughs) Can you guys... Tell that I made that up on the spot. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of a robot in this movie, though. And he was kind of a ghost. Oh my god, it's a perfect love story. Has there been a better love story? I think not. No. Shakespeare <laughs> is shook. He's quaking right now. <laughs> so, Greg is running his, like, not finished tapas restaurant Genevieve walks in she wants to like provide decorations for his store or whatever Mm -hmm. which are flowers essentially um he's like nah I didn't budget for that girl she's like um excuse me you didn't budget for flowers she goes on a fucking rant about how every restaurant needs like flowers or whatever he's like fine girl whatever (laughs) he finally gives in and like lets her give him flowers or lets her let him buy flowers. Yeah, he her. has to buy them. Yeah, she's not just giving them away. That was a business proposal right there. She's a brilliant con man. That's all <laughs> yeah. I'll say about her. I mean, that's why she's successful, I guess. She knows everyone in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Probably con them all. Oh my god. Do you think... Hold on, guys! <laughs> Let me just get into a whole other conspiracy right here. Do you think... She's part of some, like, underground mafia-type situation. She's got the face <laughs> She's like a hitman. Because listen to me. <laughs> listen here. <laughs> she can't get close to anyone. Because if she does, not only will she put their lives in danger, but she'll also run the risk of getting found out as a Ooh. mafia hitman. Yes. And what if, because she, maybe she doesn't know who her next target's going to be. She's like... It could be Greg. It could be Greg. And it could be anybody. She doesn't want to get attached to people. We not... What if she uses this five-date method as kind of a, a lure? She's like a, she's like honey-trapping these Ooh. people first. And then when, when people see her with someone like Hot Guy from the first date, and then they never see her with him again, they don't question it. Because he's dead. <gasps> but, 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 but nobody questions it because... They're like, oh, Genevieve, she never sees the same guy more than five times. So that's normal for her. So she had to set up this whole 
scheme, oh dating God. scheme, <laughs> to go through with all of her illegal doings. Maybe it's like a mercy thing too, you know? Like she's not just going to kill them and <gasps> their life right there. She's like, I'm going to let them down with like a nice end. They're going to have five great dates and with the, me. The last day is the best day. And she says, say goodbye. She's going to kill them. Oh, my God. Because she's going <laughs> to murder them in wow. cold blood. That's a movie I would watch. Yes. The fifth date has no, like, it doesn't have to be fun or adventure. It can be anything. It can be a hike in the woods at, <laughs> at, at, a, at a pier where she just pushes him off. And nobody has to be the wiser. Like, you know, this is just... There are so many possibilities for this movie that have just gone untapped. <laughs> untapped us. <laughs> kill me! <laughs> like, Genevieve, she <gasps> will kill you. I should have said that. <laughs> Guys, cover me. I'm going under the table. I would honestly watch any of those movies that we just came up with. <laughs> this? I... I can't even begin to explain how much I want this instead of what we got. <laughs> That's good, though, because it gives her, like, more of a reason than just, like, I don't want to really do this. Yeah. I gave her motivation. I gave her character. I gave her... I gave this movie art. Is it gives what I, it, like, a sad element, too. A soul. A, a life. Soul. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Back to this lesser movie. Uh, Back at the diner, she's like... Talk, oh no, she's not there. It's the tapas dude, Greg, ah. that comes in and invites everyone to like a party, and, this and then is, immediately leaves. And this is where he says, "Hey guys, so my new tapas bar is opening. Uh, guess what it's called? It's called uh, Get on Tapas." And everyone looks at him. He's like, "Get on Tapas," and then everyone just like keeps staring at him. He's like, "Guys, it's uh, Get on Tapas," and they're all like. What? And he's like, get on tapas. They're like, leave. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and then he goes. And at his tapas place, Genevieve and Greg, this is where they start to talk about relationships. Genevieve mentions her five date rule and that she doesn't believe in relationships and all that stuff. So the next day, we got this great scene coming for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg is waiting for Genevieve at her flower shop. Oh, no. He sees her coming. Oh, no. And then it immediately just screams out. In the middle of the street. In the middle of the street. Crowded New York street. He just sees her. Like, she's not even up to him yet. She's like a couple, you know, meters down the block. And he just yells out, I want to have sex with you. That's going to make her want to have sex with him back. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Also, what she says back is, like, almost as bad as that. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I was too shook by... <laughs> by that line? Yep. Oh, same. <laughs> but she was like, um, the fuck? Uh, no, bitch. I'm not that easy. But you can romance me. Like a video game? Like, oh, the romance op? Who says... Like in The Sin? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Who says, hey, do you want to romance me? Do you want to... talking about how other people have romanced her and she's like you know i've uh, had my name written in skywriting and i've had my name peed in the snow is that is that oh i don't oh, remember yeah. that <laughs> so oh, okay. oh that was pretty bad <laughs> just checking just checking um so i guess 
uh, Greg was like super turned on by her, like, I don't want to be with you. He's like, well, now I want to be with you. <laughs> so. This is some kind of reverse psychology. Yeah. This is like when your mom comes in. Do you know when you're going to vacuum or something? And then your mom comes in and it's like, hey, can you vacuum? And you're like, I don't want to do it now. It's not now. I was gonna, but now I'm not. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> so Greg comes over to her work later. Um, and he's like, well, I just realized I never actually asked you out. No shit. Because <laughs> he said he was, like, just stumped on the whole quote-unquote wooing you thing. That's two we got here. We got romance and wooing. Two oh. words I will never say to another person. <laughs> um, hey, you want to go steady with me? <laughs> Do you want to court? Ooh. Do you want to take me out on the town? <laughs> When he's asking her out, he, like, doesn't know how to do it. He's like, do I get you, like, a stuffed animal, jewelry, a bird? A bird? (laughs) Like a live bird? Like a bird. Like a bird. I love when people ask me out by buying me a macaw. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you want to be macaw? (laughs) Oh, Wow. Someone, like, shows up on the first date with, like, a cage full of parrots. <laughs> like, why? Oh, no. Um, so it turns out he wrote her, like, a first grade poem or something. Uh-huh. He's like, roses are red. Be my date for the restaurant opening. Wow. Shakespeare is shocked. <laughs> Amazing. Honestly. And, uh, by the way, that's their date number one, is his restaurant opening. That's uh-huh. their breastless third... <laughs> Breathless thirsting. <laughs> Breathless flirting. Oh, she was thirsting after him, like, the moment she saw him. Alone. Yeah, there's some thirsting going on there, too. Um, he got her a gift, which was, like, a book of different types of flowers. Uh-huh. Um, and then she's like, bitch, I know all of these. I work in a flower shop. <laughs> they get into a discussion about their pet peeves, and hers are, like, antique things. Jazz. Dresses with only one sleeve. Like, they're, like... This is... This felt like like such a Seinfeld scene where like it's just opinions like a lot of them one after another and they're all like I mean what are one sleep dresses anyway are they I don't know how to do a Seinfeld are are you hot on one side or cold on the other like what's yeah. going on there hey what's up with that oh. it was really weird and like she follows it up with like cause she she mentioned pet peeves by the way yeah they're, these are like things that like kind of annoy her a little bit. Hey, what's the deal with antiques or whatever? And then <laughs> don't you hate it when you look at a, an antique and you think of the dead person's hand just reaching out and clutching for it? Anyway, parking lots. What's up with that? <laughs> and then she asks him, "So, what are your fears?" And he's like, "Yo, like opening a restaurant is like one of the most terrifying things to me. Like, what?" She mentioned like, "I hate like dressing yeah. on one sleeve. What's up with that?" And then she <laughs> asked him about like his deepest. Fears? Like, oh. that's not the same thing, It's like, bro. hey, what's your favorite color? Oh, and by the way, also, what's your childhood trauma like? <laughs> what? That's like that's like the, the flowers equals one broken window. Yeah. You gotta work on your math here, oh, girl. Oh, man. Their second date is a gallery opening. This one's supposed to be what? Tummy flip-flops? Yes. Now, Ashley, I wanted to ask you about this. Because, uh, let me just paint you guys a picture, pun intended. (laughs) This gallery is full of paintings that are 
just dots, but they're different colors and different sizes. Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted your artistic opinion on this. Yeah. Okay. So, the gallery we have, like, mm-hmm. close to us, I go. I used to go there every year because I'm into art and also because that's literally the only place they would take us on field trips. <laughs> um, but, so, there were paintings, like, in that gallery that were just sort of, like, a blank canvas or, like, a single dot. And I didn't get them at all I was a kid. I was like, that's dumb. Let me see some, I don't, Picasso. Who fucking knows? Naked Renaissance bodies. <laughs> and I, I looked it up now. Not right now. <laughs> when I was older. Because I was like, I don't get what this is. And apparently it's supposed to be making fun of art. Like, art that makes fun of art, you know? Like, postmodern Yeah, art? like, postmodern art. Like, okay. basically, like, someone put, like, a blank canvas up in a gallery. Or, like, a painting that was, like, a single dot or whatever. And it's supposed to be making fun of how anything goes up in galleries now, even if there's shit. They're oh. like, oh, so you can put something up in a gallery and people will look at it and go, like wow, that's great art, just because it's up in a gallery. Like, have you seen that Tumblr post or Twitter post or whatever where someone just took off their glasses? Right, right, right. And put it in a gallery and people thought it was a piece of art. They were, like, taking pictures of it and stuff. And it was literally just some guy that left his glasses on the floor. So it's supposed to be... What's the word? Like, challenging the definition of art or, like, the the typical artistic norms. It's supposed to be kind of like that. Okay. Um, so Are you saying this movie is, like, smart? N- no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just check it. Uh, but these two are just, like, judging the shit out of them, not the art. <laughs> Which, like, I get it. Like, I didn't get that at all until I, like, looked it up. And because I was like, I don't, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. But that's essentially what these two think. This is supposed to be their, like, tummy flip-flop romantic date. They go to a gallery opening... Obviously, neither of them like art, because they're like, this is shit (laughs) to every painting. (laughs) Bitch, if you don't like modern art, don't go to a modern art gallery, you know? Who could have (laughs) guessed? Who could have thunk it? You had to pay to get in here. You can go to, if you want to see other art maybe you're into, go see a other art gallery that doesn't have modern art in it, you know? Yeah. yeah, they're in New York. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. There's a lot of art. There's, there's a, a lot. lot of art galleries. Like so you they, can just look at statues in the park. Or yeah, whatever. like you don't have to pay anything. Yeah, there's what statue gardens in New York you can mm-hmm. go to. I just feel like this was a joke done so many times, like yeah. that you look at modern art and, and think it's crappy. Yeah. Don't they do this in Ferris Bueller too? Like when they skip school like and they're all staring it. at like the art. I thought like, they were staring at so like, many actual times. art, and they were like looking at it, and then like you. Anyways. But they were looking at it in the way that, like, this makes no sense, you know? Yeah, okay. The scene went on so long. Like, after the first photo, we get it. You guys don't like art. Uh I think they did it, like, three, four times where they looked at a picture that was pretty much the same, a dot or something. (laughs) And it was just so long. I was sitting there watching it just so long. I'm like, okay, we get it. We get it. You guys don't like modern art. It's, it's not too funny. Maybe that's, like, her directorial style is just scenes that go on for, like, an awkward amount of time. <laughs> Yikes! Amy Did she edit this movie, too? Ooh. Yikes! <laughs> Amy mentioned for one of your drinking game options was, like, whenever there's just, like, an awkward pause that really should have been edited down to a lot shorter. I think what she was trying to achieve with those is, like... You know when you watch The Office and you get that and Michael Scott says something kind of... Iffy, and you get that kind of 
uncomfortable feeling, but it's also funny. Yeah. So that makes up for it. I think she was going for that kind of feeling, but it was just the uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Like, you know when he says something and then everyone in the office just like looks at the camera or like <laughs> looks at each other and it's like that, but the way that it's framed and the length that it goes on, there's no, like they shot it straight. Mm-hmm. They didn't put any zooms and they didn't like go back and forth between people's expressions or anything like that. So like it was like a little too serious to be a funny yeah shot. Yeah. You know? For sure. I agree with that. <laughs> so obviously they leave the gallery like five minutes in because they don't like modern art. <laughs> and they decide to go uh, to a park, which is maybe like where you should have gone in the first place. Yeah. You don't have to pay for it. Yeah, free. Um, and they're just, like, sharing personal information with each other. I don't remember what. I don't Wilson care. Wilson <laughs> Fisk style. Ooh, when I was a child. <laughs> when I was a boy, I killed my father. <laughs> so she kisses him. Um, and he's like, nah, I don't really do PDA. So then he drags her to the nearest tree and he kisses her against the tree? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Very romantic. So Very. romantic. Yeah. She has to, like, pick the bark out of her back afterwards. <laughs> so Can't do PDA in the middle of the path in the park. Move three feet to a tree? Hell yeah. It's we all good. For that. <laughs> so they just make out for a while, and that's the end of date two. Mm-hmm. Date three is a restaurant. Seems pretty normal at first. And then some guy comes out and, like, announces an impromptu karaoke This thing. is my worst nightmare. Same. To be eating, which is, like, my pleasure zone. Okay? Like, the only time I'm truly happy in this world is when I'm eating. Let me just let you guys in on a secret there. And then for someone to come out and be like, oh, we're having karaoke. I'll be like, bye. Check, please. <laughs> Um, and, like, you don't even volunteer to go up. It's, like, what your seat number is, and there's a raffle, and you have to go up. And they're all songs that nobody knows how to sing. And that's apparently the point, is that nobody's supposed to know the words to anything. Which, like, okay, karaoke is bad enough. You gotta do something personal, like, singing and sharing your you awful You gotta, like, voice. listen to other people's terrible singing? <laughs> you also- listen to your own terrible singing? Are you ever in the shower and you <laughs> stop halfway through a song and you're like, man, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, shower's on, no one can hear me, and then you can go. But <laughs> so yeah, this is the worst thing. That, oh god, I hated her in this scene. I was on the guy's side this whole time. Yeah. Because like, the random dude comes up, he's like, hey, we got this impromptu karaoke thing. Everyone's gotta sing. No one's supposed to know the words. He just sang. Eventually, Greg's number gets called, and Genevieve, like, is like, come on, go, do the karaoke. She, like, tries to push him to go up, and he's like, um, no. no. (laughs) Um, so Genevieve goes up instead. She sings whatever it is, like, perfectly, even though you're not supposed to know the uh, lyrics to anything. But, like, halfway through, the karaoke guy randomly, like, grabs the mic from her and tries to get Greg Greg to to sing sing the verse. He's like, take it home, big guy, and... Whatever, I don't know. I'm still stuck in the 20s. <laughs> and then he holds out the mic, and Greg's like, no, thank you. And uh, then the worst thing that could possibly happen, even if he decided to go up and sing, people start booing him. You suck. Yeah. You suck. yeah that was funny. <laughs> Why would the hell is this? 
this is so too bad. bad. And then, and then he's like, he doesn't say anything, but he has to do something into the mic. So he goes. <sighs> Did he actually? Oh, so breathlessness. Yes, <laughs> on the first day. Oh, he's Ooh. he's kind of off by a couple of days, but he still got it. He still got, you know, yeah. he still got it. Oh, I am so painful. Oh my god, I was just, I felt for him so bad. I yeah. would hate that. Yeah. Someone like comes up with you, to you with a microphone, they're like, hey, sing a fucking song. No, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. I my dad know. walked in on me when on this scene, and I had to explain to him why I was watching this movie. It was very <laughs> difficult. <laughs> I'm so sorry to <laughs> Secondhand embarrassment. Oh, oh my god. god. The secondhand embarrassment I got from watching this movie is greater than the first hand embarrassment I got when I was stuck in a bathroom stall <laughs> and had to crawl out from under the door with witnesses. I, I, so, <laughs> because it was stuck, right? It was stuck. Okay. Can I can I just tell you guys the story? I was in the bathroom. I had to do a pee-pee. Okay? Let's just get that out of the way. I done my business. I flushed. And I was about to go. It was like in a break in the middle of class. We had like a 10-minute break. I was about to go back to my lecture. And I tried the lock. And that bitch would not move. But there were other people in the stalls next to me so like i didn't want to like rah you know on the stall door because they'd be like what is she getting up to in there <laughs> so i waited for like five minutes until there was only one person left my plan was to wait until nobody was there and then try to kick it down <laughs> with all of my five foot two might but that didn't happen because there was someone in the stall next to me so I didn't want to freak out the person, so I said, um, hey, so this is uh, really awkward, <laughs> but I think I'm stuck. <laughs> and then this girl goes, yeah, that one does that sometimes. Oh First of all, thank you for the help. How do I get out now? So I considered my options, um, which were to live there. Or to crawl out the stall door from under the door. And I said, um, please don't judge me. <laughs> but I'm just gonna crawl out from under the door. And she's like, okay. <laughs> so I did that. And I army crawled out from under the stall door. And, um, you know... My ideal situation was to wash my hands and burn my clothes <laughs> and then leave the bathroom without her looking at my face. But then I was washing my hands and she comes out of the stall and she said, Wow, tough morning, huh? <laughs> and I thought, uh, you're very nice, but I don't want to talk to you right now. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I said, this is the worst morning of my life. And she said, okay. <laughs> and I left. So if that girl is listening, um, you were very nice, but uh, you caught me at a bad time, I think, in my life. You met me at a very strange time in my life. That's my favorite story. I think you've ever told. <laughs> oh, 
Uh, man, so the secondhand embarrassment for this movie was worse than that. Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, I have, like, PTSD every time I go in that bathroom now. I gotta, like, test the, test the handle, like, five times to see if I can get out. I gotta make sure no one else is in there. I remember immediately after just um, texting Ashley and being like, You will not believe what happened to me. <laughs> I can't tell you in person because I might cry. <laughs> but listen to this shit. Oh my god. <sighs> I hate to move on from this. <laughs> we must. We must. We must. <sighs> oh god. So, the next day... <laughs> uh, Genevieve comes by to see uh, Greg and she contacted a critic to help him out with his restaurant and he's like yo thanks <laughs> and we end up sitting outside with wine they're like people watching and he starts to realize hey I really like her I thought that would have counted as one of the dates uh, but it didn't it was just a hangout sesh oh yeah they're drinking wine and everything. In the middle of the day. Yeah. I'd say that's a little bit of a date. Yeah. But, but they make a big deal about this next date. Uh-huh. Which is supposedly, this is the fourth date, where they're at Greg's house. He cook dinner. They're both talking about how much they like each other. Um, they have sex. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. <laughs> yeah. She stays over, like, the whole weekend. Yeah. For, like, three nights or some stuff. And, like, they make a big deal out of this. Because after a few days, Genevieve goes back to work, and she and her gay co-workers, or just co-workers, <laughs> um, are gossiping and sort of giggle about it, but he doesn't call her, like, after four days after that, so she start, she's starting to get a little worried, you She's know? like, where's my last date? It's supposed to be the best of my life, and yeah. I can kill him. <laughs> if we're going down that route. Yeah, I think we are. <laughs> so at his diner... Uh, the, the diner, like, close to where they Sandwich both Sandwich place. Yeah, they accidentally run into each other. It's, like, super awkward. He leaves, and she runs he after him. He take something before he leaves? Like, he straight up stole it. <laughs> yeah. He stole that cliff bar, whatever he took. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to get away from her so bad, he stole something. So I'm just gonna take this by. <laughs> she runs after him, like, um, hey, why didn't you call me? We still have one more date left. He's like, what are you talking about? We went on five dates. She's like, what? He's like, yeah, dinner was our fourth date, and then you slept over, which was like our fifth date. And her reaction is just like, yeah, I was just kidding. Cool, cool, cool. No, 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 out. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I uh -huh. would count that as one date. You gotta be apart for a while. Yeah. Before you can I count as a I separate agree. date. Right? I agree. I would have counted that date before the fourth date, the non-date that should have been a date, as the fourth date. And then the, the dinner. sleepover and dinner. Yeah. As the fifth, fifth date. date. I don't know. It was two sleepovers. That's a really long date. I, I don't count that as only one date. I count that as two dates. Yeah. Two sleepovers? Okay, know. but like. I don't know. But like, okay, if I was going to your house yeah. for a sleepover yeah. and I stayed the whole weekend, I wouldn't be like, I'm going to Adva's house for two sleepovers. I'd just say, I'm going to have a sleepover at Adva's house. Or like, you wouldn't say like, oh, I met up with you Adva know? twice. 
is what I took Okay. As. I see that. Because, like, that. we met up once, and then we stayed, like, together but, for the rest of but, the... But, but, if you only plan to sleep over one day, and then it turned into two, I would say something like, oh, she's sleeping over again, so it would be, like, another date. Okay. I, okay. And That's they weren't planning point. to stay for two. So, if it yeah. was planned that way, okay. then it would have only been one date. There's a lot of nuance <laughs> in this <laughs> situation. Which is exactly how this movie goes down, or these next few scenes. It's like... People are just arguing both sides. Who of can ever be right? Captain America Civil War. <laughs> I don't know. So at home, Genevieve realizes that she actually does really like Greg, and she wants a relationship with him. And there's like a slow-mo shot of her running down the street to his tapas place, which I just realized in this scene, um, he uses Comic Sans as the banner above it. <laughs> Hey, maybe y'all should have learned a little something. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of making fun of the art, why don't you just uh, learn a little bit (laughs) about art? It was uh, painful. (laughs) Um, But just as she gets there, Greg comes out with his friend, and they each have a girl on their arm. Mm. Um, And they get into a taxi and everything, and Genevieve sees this whole thing play out. She, like, runs home all, like, super sad. But, like, it turns out Greg just gets out at his house and leaves both girls for his friend. His douchebag friend. (laughs) So it turns out nothing happened. But, Uh I don't know, look to me like something was gonna happen. Yeah, if I saw that, I'd be suspicious. Yeah, I can understand why Genevieve thought something happened. So she's super depressed now. She's at home. Her friends and her mom came over to celebrate her birthday. So she's, like, extra sad. All this happened on her birthday. Oh, yeah. Um, and the next day, she's outside Greg's Tapas restaurant. Again, Genevieve's, like, super jealous. She wants to go in and flirt with the band that he hired to play at his Tapas restaurant. To make him jealous. To make him jealous. And she runs into one of her friends from the sandwich place. Mm-hmm. One of the really awkward ones. One well, of the really awkward ones. I mean, I mean, they're all... <laughs> okay, they're all the most awkward. In one of the most awkward scenes. This was just... Almost as bad as when that guy yelled, I want to have sex with you, to her across the street. It was so bad. Oh my God. She starts to, like, adjust her clothing, her, like, pantyhose slash underwear. In front of the window of the restaurant, the open window, and then... <laughs> the clear window. Unbroken, also. Unbroken window. This one's not broken. And she's like, I don't know why she has her dress hitched up, like, all the way to yeah. her torso. But then, like, everyone can see her, her underwear and pantyhose yeah, and whatever. Yeah, like, directly in front of yeah. them. And she's just, like, shimmying and yeah. shaking. Like, okay, even if there wasn't a window behind her, she's still in the middle of the fucking street. You know? In New York. (laughs) (laughs) There are people all over. Like, you can't even pick a wedgie in New York without five people knowing about it. Like, she's wearing a dress, right? And she's got pantyhose Mm -hmm. or stockings or whatever on underneath that. And to pull up her pantyhose, she lifts up her entire dress to, like, her stomach above that. You can just grab it through the dress. Oh, how the dress. thick is this dress? This is like a Kevlar dress. <laughs> she can't even, like, get her fingers in. So, of course, people see this happen. People inside the ref, there's, like, a family, like, right at the table at the window where yeah. she's, like, shaking her ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, she realizes that, freaks out, and runs off. 
to like a corner. And and her friend is trying to comfort her, and she's like, "How about we go check out that cute guy who works at the movie theater?" And then Genevieve goes, "You know, everyone who works at a movie theater smells like dust." And then her <laughs> friend goes, "Yeah, I love that." What is this movie? Just it's so awkward. I can't. I have no words. I would think that people that work on a movie theater smell like popcorn. What like does butter. dust yeah. smell <laughs> like? Can, can I ask a stupid what? What does <laughs> dust smell like? I don't think I can answer that for you. Uh-huh. Like a grandma? Like, say grandma. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. That's a good one. Just Probably. say grandma. <laughs> like an old couch? Just say an old couch. Like dust. What the, what the fuck does dust smell like? <laughs> I'm getting very worked up about this. Anyway, so her friends go over to Greg's place, and they are all arguing over And they're all sitting on the same side of the table like it's the Last Supper. (laughs) Have you guys seen that tweet? (laughs) I mean, digress. Have you guys seen that tweet where it's like, um, Jesus at the Last Supper? Hey, we need a table for 26, and then the waiter's like, oh, but there are only 13 of you, and Jesus is like, yeah, but we're all gonna sit on the same side. I told that one to my dad, and he brings it up every time we go to a restaurant. He's like, <laughs> table for eight? <laughs> oh my god. That's our fave. Oh. So all of Genevieve's friends are over at Greg's, and they're all arguing whether it was four or five dates mm-hmm. that they went on. Just like we just were. <laughs> and they're trying to convince him to finish what he started with her. They're like, come on, just go on another day with her. Just finish it. Just get some closure. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I love your Shia. Thank Shia you. <laughs> I think it's the same as my, um, what's that guy from Cars? <laughs> Doc Hudson. Doc Hudson. <laughs> Doc Hudson is just old. Just he old was, man voice. He was just like dying like as you were talking to him. That's, that's what yeah. he sounded like. <laughs> um, so Greg sends her an invitation, sends Genevieve an invitation to a party at his restaurant. And at the party, he has this big plan to surprise her with roses at midnight. Super romantic. But then when they meet up, they start talking and they just like blame each other for everything and start arguing. Because Greg's asshole lawyer friend says something and it makes her upset. And he's like, well, we only had like, we already had five dates anyway. And she's like, what did you say, (laughs) bitch? Yeah. So she goes home. She's crying. All her friends try to console her. She relates it to how she's like feeling about her parents. Like, oh, she, this is this is her whole Wilson Fisk backstory. She's like, oh, I don't want to feel like my, my mom parents, did. my parents are dead. <laughs> no, that's not true. They're so forced. They're her so relationship forced. with oh her parents. God. Her dad apparently cheated on her mom, so she didn't want to like open up to a guy ever. Okay, there's this whole subplot about her dad trying to reach out to her, but it was only like two scenes, and it was yeah. like kind of unresolved at the end of it. The first one is when he tries to call her, uh, maybe three scenes. He tries to call her, she doesn't answer. He sends her a note like, uh, I want to meet up with you. And then she's like on his doorstep, like at the end of the movie. And he's like, Genevieve, like, what the fuck are you doing here? I'm just like, I just want to put my groceries away. And she's like, Dad? Is that you? Or something. I don't know. It was really fucking stupid. And I didn't listen to the dialogue at all. Mm -hmm. But they didn't, like, resolve that tension between them. You know? Yeah. He said something like, oh, why why does my relationship with your mother have anything to do with you? Like, what? What? Excuse me? Of course it has something to 
what to do with her. She's your <laughs> daughter with that woman. Oh my god. That was uh, quite painful. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. And then she's like, yeah, it has everything to do with me. It affected my life. Like, like doy. Like, like, now I can open up to relationships. You made me never have a relationship. And then <laughs> he's like, oh, really? I'm so sorry. He's like, bitch, my ice cream is melting. Let me go inside. <laughs> Um, Greg, by the way, meanwhile, is also drinking his sadness away. And the next day, with Genevieve... With a full wine bottle. He's drinking bottle. from a full wine bottle. I just, uh, I like that part. And the next day, Genevieve runs into him in front of his restaurant. And he, like, pretends to be on the phone. No, she pretends to be on the phone. Oh, she And she's doing that thing with the, Yeah, I'd love to go on a date with you. In the middle of the... If her fake phone call, her phone starts ringing. Yeah. This yeah. has happened so many other... It happens on The Office. Yeah. Like, it's funny on The Office. Because they did it first. Yeah. A lot of things are funny when no one's done them before. (laughs) But now, like, when you see the scene, the second she pulls out her phone and starts Uh, pretending to talk to someone, of course you know that it's going to start ringing at that exact moment. Which, by the way, who still has a ringtone? I was just going to say that. You can't do that bit anymore because everyone's phone's on vibrate. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't really matter. And at New Year's, which, like, we know it's New Year's because the two guys at her work are always, like, putting up banners. This was one of the drinking game Oops points. Oops and uh-oh. Oops and uh-oh. Every time they want to say it's, like, a new month, they put up a banner yeah. of whatever the, like, St. Patrick's Day, New Year's, blah, blah, blah. And they're both, Genevieve and Greg, are at different parties. At Genevieve's, everyone gets a New Year's kiss but her. Also, her friend's date is John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Yeah! That was great. He was only there for five seconds, but he was the star of this movie. Yes. He was the only one I was actually, like, looking at in this movie. I was like, wait, 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 bring him back, I want more. I want a whole, I want a John Ralphio rom-com. Yes. Wow. Tom as his wingman? Ooh. Ooh. Get DJ Roomba in there? Ooh. Third one? His sister just messing shit up for him? Ooh. So Genevieve's friends convince her to go after Greg because they're like, you clearly still want him. Days later, she has sent him like a ton of gifts. And she has to woo him. She has to woo court him. Court him. Oh. Sweep him off his feet. Oh. Romance him. <laughs> pursue him. Charm him. Chase him. I'm not looking at it the source.com page. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Butter him up. Ooh. Keep him company. <laughs> Okay, sure, thesaurus.com. <laughs> so she sent him tons of gifts because she's like trying to get him back. And he sends her back a thank you note. <laughs> she's like, thanks, Greg. <laughs> yeah. She's like, um, what? <laughs> so it's, now we're back. It's hard making someone's tummy flip flop. Yeah. Hi, Genevieve. <laughs> Can't just do it on command, can you, Genevieve? <laughs> the weird thing is, though, he loves her at this point already. And I feel like they were just trying to expand if the movie. If they only listen yeah. to each other. They, they do feel for each other already. And so she's trying to sweep someone off his feet who's already been swept. Yeah. So... Yeah. And it was difficult for her even then, so I I don't know. (laughs) And now we've been brought around full circle. We're back on the same day that the movie started. One day to Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day. We were so in sync all the other episodes, (laughs) and this one I don't even know what happened. 
We even listened to an NSYNC song before we started this episode. <sighs> and it was a good one. It's gonna be me. <laughs> no, it's gonna be February. Because oh. it's Valentine's Day. Oh, hey! That was the worst joke, but it was better than any of the jokes in this movie. Agreed. <laughs> so it's one day to Valentine's Day. Same scene from the beginning of the movie. Same dude comes up, he's like, oh, I hate Valentine's Day. And she's like grinching with him. <laughs> yeah, I hate it too. I love that verb. I'm gonna start saying Grinching? That. Grinching? Yes. Grinchmas. Ooh. That's what me and my dad call it. Grinchmas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and on Valentine's Day, again, same scene from the beginning of the movie. She's like walking down the street. One of her billion friends hands her chocolate. <laughs> How does she have so many friends when she's literally a robot? <laughs> <laughs> but now she's like starts ranting about how much she hates Valentine's Day. But like, okay, picture this. Unless you've already seen the movie and you can picture it. <laughs> <laughs> she's walking down the street, right? It's like two blocks to her work or whatever. Starts off two blocks away. Some guy hands her a chocolate. She's like, fuck chocolates. Fuck Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is the worst. But she's saying all this as she's walking. The guy is back two blocks away. He can't hear her anymore. <laughs> she's still like ranting about how she hates Valentine's Day. Just to herself. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> she decides to go visit her dad at this point. Uh-huh. Um, and lay on how much he messed her up or whatever. We already talked about that scene. Wilson Fisket. Ooh. Fisket. Fisket. Brisket. <laughs> <laughs> I verbed it. <laughs> Ooh, three in a row. <laughs> verbed as a verb. Mm -hmm. Grinched as a, a verb. Fisked as, as a, a verb. verb. That's three in a row. I like That's this. the hat trick of verbing. <laughs> so, <laughs> at the tapas bar, Greg talks to a friend. Realizes he needs to do something. His only friend. His literally, <laughs> literally, he only has one friend, and he's like just the worst man in the world. Worst guy. And like, that's saying a lot, because this movie is just a collection of the worst men in the world. And women. And women. Mm -hmm. So at Genevieve's house, her dad sends her chocolates and like apologizes or whatever. By the way, chocolates like show up at her door. I thought they were from Greg. Mm, that's what she wanted you to think. No, that's true. Ooh. But they were from her dad. <laughs> it's kind of weird, though. Like, you're I gonna don't send... get chocolates from my dad. <laughs> yeah. He comes in my room and he farts. <laughs> that's what I get. <laughs> nice, same. I mean, same thing. <laughs> so she gets a call from her friend. <laughs> She's like, hey, girl, how are you? Great, good, good, good. Um, hey, is that jazz music coming from outside your window? Genevieve's oh, like, Oh, by the what? way, um, after Greg talks to his friend in his tapas bar, he just leaves his tapas bar. <laughs> and from what I saw, he was the only person working at the tapas bar. Hey, maybe that's why everyone that came before you just went out of business. <gasps> they kept leaving their business in the middle like he just did. Ghosting his <gasps> business. Oh, full circle. <laughs> <laughs> is it Halloween or is it Valentine's Day? Who can tell? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Genevieve's friend calls her up and then says on the phone, Hey, like, that's weird. Do I hear jazz music? Um, and of course, Genevieve, as we know from a random scene before, hates hey, jazz. Oh, we were in sync that Hell time. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna be my... <laughs> 
So uh, Genevieve goes to her window, opens it up, and Greg is standing there with like 40 people. And he's like holding up things that quote unquote scare her, but are more just like pet peeves, as we said before. Yeah. Things that kind of annoy One her. One shoulder dress. Mm. Antique. I think it was a stool. Yeah. Haunted. Yeah, I was confused. He was holding up a stool. I didn't realize it was antique. (laughs) So, okay, sure. Sitting down. (laughs) And then he does something that scares him. He sings. Mm. Which, like, I wouldn't. Yeah. That scares me, boy. (laughs) I wouldn't for her. Maybe for, like, someone I like. Yeah. Ooh. And somehow between the time that he left his restaurant and the time he showed up, he trained 20 <laughs> random people to just know how to stand in a circle, not in a circle, in a heart shape. <laughs> yeah. So it looked good from the angle of her window as she was looking down. Yeah. It. We did that in, in middle school. I remember... For like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> they did this thing. I can't remember what shape we had to make. I think we probably spelled something out. I don't know. Oh, it's probably the year that we graduated oh, or started yeah. or something like that. We have really a yearbook picture. We yeah. Did yeah. It took a long time. Um, <laughs> but it took, it took like the whole fucking day to plan everything out where people's going to be. They had like marked spots on the floor. Uh-huh. Some guy went off on the roof just to, to take look our at picture. it. Yeah. yeah. They were like directing us, shouting with a fucking megaphone from the roof. Like, first over. day, nobody knows anybody. <laughs> Complete chaos. Yeah. And here it's like, I don't understand. Like, that's a lot of coordination, you know? He's got to go find a one-sleeve dress. Buy it. Uh Buy an antique stool. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There was one one scene where he just, he goes past the homeless guy, and he sees, like, a dress in his cart. And he's like, can I buy this off of you? And he's like, yo, give me, like, free tapas for a week. You wouldn't have it for free. And he's like, make it a month. And he just, like, steals all this shit out of this homeless guy's car. And then later, Genevieve is, like, talking to someone. I don't know what's happening. And she's on the nighttime New York street. And we pull back to reveal that she's standing on a homeless man. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, I do remember that scene. Yeah! Oh, sorry, sorry, like, okay. Because he's, like, underneath her, and he's like, ow. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't even notice. How the fuck do you not notice you're stepping on someone's guts? <laughs> this is why she's the worst character. She's just just the worst person. So, anyway, they say they love each other to each other. He asks her to be his valentine slash girlfriend. They kiss. All the... 40 people in the heart shape are, like, creepily watching this whole thing Mm -hmm. happen. And that's about it. That's the end of the movie. That is it. That is it. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. (laughs) Oh, man. There's so much to unpack with this movie. Do you guys have any final thoughts on this movie that maybe we uh, didn't mention before? This movie is 10 years old. It was 2009. Yeah. So I was thinking, you know... Before I looked up the date, I, I looked, I thought maybe, you know, this was acceptable behavior on wooing someone, you know, <laughs> 50 years ago that uh-huh. I don't know. But no, it was only 10 years ago. I don't think this was acceptable at any time then. And I don't know. I just feel so bad for the men because they don't know how to woo at all. Uh-huh. And it's just so painful. And she's coaching them throughout the movie. And then she feels, then when she needs to do it, suddenly she's, you know. Obviously, an idiot. So that that's very painful. Oh, it's a hard one to watch. Hard I like to zoom much better. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, me too. It wasn't, you know, the worst movie I've ever seen. But it was up there. 
Fair. I did yeah. get through it all. Uh-huh. Honestly, like, it's a it's a typical rom-com. Just like a bad one, though. Yeah. If you want to see a better rom-com, I feel like we've maybe mentioned this before, maybe not. Uh, Man Up with Simon <laughs> Pegg. Fantastic. I love that movie. What's Your Number with Chris Evans? Evans? Yeah. So good. The Proposal. Oh, my favorite. I know. Mr. Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. I gotta keep these in mind. Okay. <laughs> you know what quote-unquote rom-com I just saw that I kind of loved? What? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> what? I have wanted to see Pride and Prejudice and Zombies for like a, however, whenever the movie came out. I saw the trailer. I was like, this looks great. I love zombie movies. <laughs> so, but I didn't see it in theaters because I want to see it, but like not enough to pay for it. You know mm. what I mean? So I found it somewhere to- legal. <laughs> and, um, what, I didn't want to like just go into it because I was like, okay, it's not just a zombie movie. It's Pride and Prejudice and zombies. It's got to have something to do with the original Pride and Prejudice, right? I don't know what that's about. So I was like, damn it. I got to watch the original Pride and Prejudice first. So I watched the original Pride and Prejudice. With Colin Firth? Yeah, and Kira Knightley. Ah. Kind of hated it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I loved Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Oh. I think that extra little zombie sprinkling did <laughs> something for it. You know what? When it was like early December till Christmas, there was this one channel, I forgot what it was, that would just play... Christmas rom-coms, <laughs> just the cheesiest shit ever. And there was one, I haven't seen it, uh, maybe you can catch it next year. It was called Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe, or what? Pride and Prejudice and Christmas, or something like that. <laughs> Christmas. Maybe that's got something for you. Something and, going? Yeah, it's got well, a little Christmas flavor. I found that the best thing about Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was the zombies. And oh. the worst thing was the Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> 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 I also, for the first, I know this is gonna upset quite a few people, but because I was like on a rom com thing, you know, yeah. a roller coaster, if you will, second date, a tummy flip flop, a tummy flip flop. I was like, I think it was on Netflix or something, but it was like coming up in my recommended. So I was like, you know what? I haven't seen probably the most known rom com of all time. The Notebook. So I decide. People are like talking about how sad it is, yeah. how great it is. So I was like, you know what? I got to watch me this. I hated it. <laughs> oh my god. I am so sorry. It wasn't sad? It was not sad in the slightest. It was like maybe the most boring movie I have ever seen. No. I couldn't take it. Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know it's like a classic. Everyone loves a notebook. I... Could not get through it. This oh. is the controversial opinion episode this of is. Bad Movie Sunday. It is. Oh man, I'm so sorry. You know what? Uh, we both of us not at the same time, but uh, we both took this dance course, oh, which is not an apt description because all we did was watch dance movies yeah. and study the dances through them. But um, I saw the American version of. Shall we dance? And I thought it was going to be some stupid, you know, dance movie. But it made me cry at the end. And I didn't expect it. And there's this one scene that I just love so much. And then I went back to rewatch that scene. And it was honestly better in my head. But uh, 
made me cry a second time. So that's a good rom-com. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what was awful? <laughs> From that dance course? Oh, I, I know what you're going to say. Oh, my God. Saturday Night Fever. I hated Saturday Night Fever. There oh, are, my God. When was it made? Like, late it 70s? Well? 70s? I heard of this. It, yeah, it, it, did. it did well for the time that it was in. But watching it now... It's like the creepiest, rapiest movie. Oh my yeah. god! It was like, oh, it was like, like was the dancing chills. good? At least it was seventies dancing. It was yeah. a lot of like that finger pointing, oh, moving. Yeah. Okay. Then. Also, their pants like angered me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They had those bell bottoms with like the flare at the Ooh. end. Yeah, Ooh. it was. Uh, the fashion was not good. Not good, but it was unbelievably the best part of it. <laughs> okay, I'll give it that. Ava, do you have any rom-coms that you like? Maybe hate? Do you uh, watch a lot of rom-coms? I don't, but I did recently watch two. I was on a plane recently, so you know, you have all these movies, so I'm like, uh, yeah. Yeah, rom-coms are good because they're light. And you don't you really know? have to pay attention. Exactly, yeah. good for planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I actually watched two I liked, though. I haven't okay. watched any bad ones okay. recently. Okay. I watched 500 Days of Summer. Oh. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh-huh. That was actually really, really cute. It was cute. JGL? Okay. Mm. And then I watched Crazy Rich Asians. I know I'm <gasps> late to the party, but I liked it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, both of those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great, great movies. <laughs> oh, man. Crazy Rich Asians was good. I haven't seen 500 Days of Summer, but I do like Zoe Deschanel. I do like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm. <laughs> Have either of you seen Pride and Prejudice or The Notebook? I no. Okay. <laughs> My mom loves Pride and Prejudice. She, she likes Pride and Prejudice, and then she went on this binge where she would watch all these, not Jane Austen adaptations, but movies where, like, people would go into the Jane Austen world, like, people from our universe would go into, like, <laughs> Pride and really Prejudice time. Like, and time travel movies? Kind, but, like... Dimension travel? I don't, I really no. don't know how to explain what is it. This but genre? she likes movies where it's not the original adaptation, but it has elements of the original adaptation. Also, some modern flair. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I think there was one where like this girl goes through all of or most of Jane Austen's. I have no idea. <laughs> Ask my mother. But <laughs> she loves that. Damn, okay. Yeah, I don't think she's seen the zombie one. I gotta tell her about that Hell, one. Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how the original Pride and Prejudice ended. I kind of blocked that out. But the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies ones, we got like a whole, the whole third ending act of the movie is like this sick zombie battle thing. <gasps> it's great. Are, are like... They zombies or are they fighting zombies? Some of them. Oh, no spoilers. Uh, no spoilers for my mom who's listening. For Amy's mom who's listening, <laughs> no spoilers. You can get infected <gasps> with the zombie virus, uh, but for the most part, they're fighting the zombies. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So, but but this movie, I would have to put on the not a great rom com. Uh huh. Yeah, that's sad because yeah. um, everyone seemed to like my big fat Greek wedding, so I don't really know what got lost in translation when she made this movie. Yeah, plus like now there's the whole big thing about like trying to hire more women directors and everything, mm-hmm. and this one's just not giving a great rap for that. No, it's not. <laughs> no, that's sad. I I really do wish it was a good movie because you know to have a a woman write, direct, produce, and star in her own movie. Oh my god. Yeah. 
And like, it's a rom-com. Rom-coms are for you when you're like chilling, you know, don't really know what else to watch, just want to watch something light. It's a fun, well, or it's supposed to be, like a fun movie that you can just like chill back and relax with. And this one just made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> and I also wanted to mention, there's a couple uh, pieces of dialogue that I wrote down that made her seem like such a robot. Genevieve, in this Please movie. Read them back. I say a couple, but there's only two. I'll read them, I'll read them in a robot voice. Achieve maximum fun without any pain. What? <laughs> what? I'm happy all the time. <laughs> Even if you hadn't said that with a robot voice, I probably would have pictured it with a robot Yeah. Voice. Like, achieve maximum happiness. Literally, what she says, like when someone asks her, Why the five dates? Because I need to achieve maximum fun without any pain. What? Five date maximum. First date, breathless flirting. Oh my. First date, complete. <laughs> Damn. I yeah. do like your robot impression. Oh, thank you. Mm. It's not an episode of Bad Movie Sunday if we don't do one of our amazing impressions mm. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Well, are we ready to get into what other people thought of this movie? Yeah, so we have uh, a couple of reviews from IMDb, and we have some from Letterboxd, too. So, do you want to start us off, or would you like me to? Uh, you can start off. I have some Letterboxd reviews here. I have four in total. And the first one is by Samantha Locke Amy. Samantha Locke Amy? <laughs> Who gave it one star out of five, and their review was, Now this one was shitty. <laughs> nice, to the point. Oh, yeah. Oh, and uh, there's another short but sweet one. This one is from Kate Acola, who also gave it one star. And uh, Kate says, I hate myself for watching this. <laughs> Me too, Kate. That makes two of us. Third one is by Justin Harrison, who didn't rate it. But Justin says, I Hate Valentine's Day purports to be a romantic comedy. It is neither. This is one of the most baffling, inhuman movies I've ever seen, anchored by a performance from writer-director star Mia Vardalos that alternates between kitschy and unintentionally horrifying. <laughs> oh my god. It also has the worst pair of women's boots ever cobbled. <laughs> Those boots were pretty bad. God. There's this one part in the movie where he gives her boots, and they look like the boots from the musical Kinky Boots, but worse, because those boots saved his entire franchise from Kinky Boots. These did not save the movie. Okay, <laughs> last uh, review is by It's a Gift, and they didn't uh, give it a rating, but they said, It's possible that this film might be better as an exploration of human romance from the point of view of a demonic being. It's basically an unintentional parody of rom-coms, but not in a fun way. John Corbett lacks any charm or emotion, while Nia Vardalos has a psycho-like smile on her face for the entire movie. If those characters don't sound appealing, don't worry. There are several side characters to keep you entertained. These include John Corbett's rapist lawyer friend, who uh, constantly uses a Bluetooth, and Vardalos's sassy gay underlings. There is also a middle-aged black woman who walks her dog in several scenes and gives the main characters magical advice. That's true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
All of that is true. All of those reviews, actually. That's a good review. Like, yeah. the other ones felt like, I'm, I don't even want to put effort into this review. Yeah. That guy definitely put effort into that review. <laughs> he knew what was wrong and he pointed it out. That's what we uh, appreciate on this podcast. Now we have some IMDb reviews. These are a little bit longer. Adva, do you want to start us off with our first review? Sure. Sure thing. This is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. My big fat Greek wedding was so charming and it worked. This mess of an idea is god-awful in more ways than I can express. Nia Vardarlos has got to be the worst actress ever. (laughs) Frozen on smile was so idiotic and obnoxious throughout the whole movie. And her clothes made her look like half grandma, half dips. (laughs) And John Corbett was so miscast in this movie. He usually is so sensitive and basically a good actor. But with the horrible writing and this lopsided script, he couldn't make it work even if he tried. Get on tapas? (laughs) Question mark, question mark, question mark. That's the best they could do? Don't waste your time watching this hideously, horrendously bad movie. Dude, everyone's just coming for her wardrobe in these reviews. <laughs> that was by user Sandy340, and 9 out of 13 people found that review helpful. Oh my god, what did she give it? 1 out of 10? 1 out of 10. Oh. All these reviews. The next review also gave it 1 out of 10. Oh man. This is by user ItLacy. Their tagline is, a single woman with a long list of rules for dating meets someone who makes her want to toss out said rules. That's literally the whole movie in one sentence. That's the plot of the movie. You don't even need to watch the movie. That's Just it. read this review. <laughs> <laughs> we could have said that one line instead of two hours of this podcast. Yep. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that Nia Vardalos is just a one-hit wonder. My big fat Greek wedding in parentheses. And yes, I like her just fine, but enough is enough with these futile attempts of trying to be cute. You're too old, girl. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, wow. Though I will say we all noticed you have been working out. Okay. Okay. I didn't know what she looked like before. Yeah, so I neither. Can't say that, throughout about 95% of this film, she's walking around with this weird look on her face. Like she was high or had gas. <laughs> I think all of these reviews has mentioned her psycho smile. Yeah. The premise of the movie is a rejoining of Vardalos with her MBFGW. My big fat Greek wedding. Oh. Okay. (laughs) Big fat Greek wedding. Co-star, Corbett, in a rom-com. But for some reason, unlike in their previous project, there was nothing between them that I could sense. What happened? Corbett looked like he would rather be anywhere else than in this movie. And all of her friends were a lot younger than she actually is. (laughs) And it sort of looks... And sort of looks... What? (laughs) Okay, I don't know what that means. Okay, just read it how it's written and whatever. We'll figure it out. So that did not work for me. Neither did the typecasting of her gay friends or even her girlfriends. Ugh. They wrote down that ugh? (laughs) They wrote down the ugh. Oh, okay. We almost had something going there with her relationship with her parents, especially her dad. But that was a one-scene moment and no more. There is some talent within Vardalos. I saw some potential in her with that scene with her dad in this movie. But it's not doing these cutesy pie brainless fluff movies. I would like to see her try to do something with meat to it. Drama. Oh yeah. Was this movie supposed to be a comedy? Not worth the rental. Wait until you can watch it for free if you must see this fluff. Yeah, we we rented it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Got it from Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I still have my card. <laughs> oh, my, my mom's card. That's so funny. Uh, 11 out of 15 people found that helpful. Oh, man. Amy, do you want to take us home with this last review? Yeah. This is also a 1 out of 10 review. Is that right? 1 out of 10. Okay. This one is by CC Fine 19 This movie sucks so much. Like all the rest of the review said, she had a giant fake huge smile on the whole time. There were a couple good parts that deserved a laugh. That was the first comma in the sentence. (laughs) And I gotta say I like the name of his bar. She definitely is obnoxious, though she pretty much takes over a lot of his work even before she knows him making him do things and buy things for his restaurant before he wants to. I really, the actors, but... (laughs) But this movie was just... Horrible. I love that run-on sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's another one. Just wait for it. Was suffering through, but felt like I had to watch the whole thing just because it was a chick flick. Wish I had turned it off, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I need to breathe. This is not day one with breathless learning. I need to breathe. Uh, they didn't explain a lot of the side characters either, though they were good side characters, especially the gay guys, but the side characters in the restaurant were pretty much useless to have in the movie. Yeah, that's what we said before. I feel like she put in the gay guys just so she could be like, there are gay people in my movie. But, like, they were useless, so that's not, like, a good example of that. Yeah, no. (laughs) Anyway, zero out of zero found that helpful. (laughs) Which is so sad because I found that very helpful. So that's what the good people of the internet thought of this movie. What did we think of this movie? Oof, Adva... You're our guest, so would you like to... Ratings? Ratings. Ratings. If you haven't listened to our podcast before, we give our movies, or the movies that we watch, a rating kind of like on a scale of bad movies. The Goldblum scale, it's all The Goldblum scale, if you will. (laughs) His name is too good to slander with all of this filth. Yeah. But we're going to anyway. (laughs) One out of ten Goldblums is like worst of the worst, couldn't even finish it. Absolutely despised it, hated it. Ten Goldblums out of a possible ten Goldblums is like, you know what? For a bad movie, not that bad. I see. All right. Well, I'm trying to think of like redeeming qualities because I don't want to give it too low of a score because yeah. I did finish it, so it's not a one. <laughs> but um, I can't give it more than a three because I just can't think of anything redeeming. Um, so yeah, I will go with a three because I finished it. And I assume a two is a little bit better than, you know, just finishing it. So three. Let's yeah. go with three. Because <laughs> I did watch it. high. That's high? For oh, this man. movie. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of with Adva. I would say, like, what did I give Zoom? Oh, <laughs> I just <don't> remember. <laughs> way better. Oh, I mean, Zoom was way better. So I need to make sure it's much lower than oh, what I gave Zoom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. I blacked that out. I if I gave <laughs> Zoom a four, which is possible, uh-huh. I feel like it was either a four to six, uh-huh. mm-hmm. then I would give this a two. Okay. okay. So either yeah. two, 2.5. Let's go with 2.5 as my final evaluation. 2.5. Okay. okay. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually going to go a little higher. I kind of hated this movie, but, you know, I found like the scene with her dad was, it had some redeeming qualities. That's kind of the only redeeming quality. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a rom-com. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it didn't take itself too seriously. Although it kind of did. I'm going to go with a solid four. Okay. I'm not going to give it above a 50, you know? Oh, yeah. It was still bad. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. I'll give it, same as that, I'll give it a 2.5 because I saw potential in it. (laughs) All these conspiracy theories that I just made up, 
right here on the shelf for you guys. It has got me thinking about this movie more than I might have. That's true. You know, so 2.5. I would love to see a I Hate Valentine's Day Hitman crossover. Hitman and a ghost. Hitman oh, and a ghost. we could do Hitman and a robot and a ghost. <gasps> Hitman robot. Oh my god, she's a robot, but also a Hitman. She's like the Terminator. <laughs> is this what Blade Runner is about? <laughs> well, there are no ghosts in Blade Runner, but we could sprinkle that yeah, in. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I think that's all we've got for you today. Oh, well, uh, actually, one more thing is we can compare our scores to... Uh, professional scores uh imdb gave it a 4.7 out of 10 okay and rotten tomatoes gave it a 19 percent yeah it's about right yeah anyways if you guys have any thoughts on the matter or if you want us to watch any of your favorite bad movies you can uh, always contact us at badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com and we're also on letterboxd at bms podcast and twitter at bms podcast i'm ashley i'm amy and i'm adva thank you for coming back and being on our podcast adva thank you to come all it's like three hours away oof And thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next, next week. Bye-bye.